0: Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Conscious personal leadership is key to successfully and authentically navigating today's rapidly changing landscape. And boy, is it ever a rapidly changing landscape. We see it. We see it every day in, in the news, in our own lives, in <clears throat> what we're being asked to do or to not do. And innovation for all of that is critical. We cannot, we know this, solve today's problems with yesterday's insights. And you know what? Insight isn't enough. We need to act. We need to take action. That, actions that are inspired from and aligned with our own inner compass. So I wanted to have a conversation with a leader who understands this and who shares in his work, actionable ways to make a difference in the world. So please stay tuned. I'm Laurie Seymour, a host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. And I welcome you today. And ask you if you want to discover your creative advantage, head over to the Baca Institute to take my creative innovator quiz. Because when you take that quiz, you get to find out your personal creative innovator style so that you can open that flow and make everything you want to do in life easier. Learn to optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. And don't we want to enjoy life? I do. So, my guest today, as I was teasing you a few moments ago, is J.M. Ryerson. And J.M. is a mindset coach. He's host of Transcend in Life podcast and author of the Amazon bestseller, Let's Go Win. The keys to living your best life. He coaches in leadership, business, team building, and career development. And his passion is helping you to succeed at work, at home, and in life. Because he offers simple tools that provide a work-life balance. And really, I want to say he offers so much more. That's, that's just a, like a a little window into, I think, what he's going to offer us today. Welcome, J. J excuse me, JM. My voice was doing fun things already this morning. Um, welcome, JM. I'm so delighted to have you here.
1: Thank you, Lori, for having me. I appreciate it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love what you said in your intro, and I agree with so much of what you said. So this will be a lot of fun, and I appreciate you taking the time. Great.
0: Thank you. And you taking the time. So, you teach and you talk and you write about mindset. Why does that matter? Why does mindset matter? Why does the way we think matter in what happens for us in life? Yeah, it's so
1: interesting. And actually that question, I, I actually that's kind of my new rally cry is your mindset matters. And and why does it matter? Because everything that you do create or Good, bad, or indifferent starts with your mindset. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Now, Henry Ford said that, that's not mine. Mm -hmm. But literally, whether you believe you can do anything starts with your mindset. If you don't think you can achieve it, you're right, 100%. Like, just Mm -hmm. stop. And so that's why our mindset matters so very much. It matters the way that we perceive the world, the way that we perceive our relationships. Uh, Everything that we do, it starts. So what are you doing to feed your mind, your mindset every single day? Is it positive? Is it negative? And that's a question I think we all need to ask ourselves is like, look, there's plenty of negativity out in the world right now. Don't, you don't even have to look hard. Turn on the TV, you got it. Pop on your phone, you got it. Go to social media, you got it. And the challenge is, and what I challenge anybody is, look for that something positive because there's so much to be grateful for. There are so many amazing things in this world. Yes, there's negative too. But what are you doing for your own mindset? And so, so frequently I'll tell the people, the first thing I do when it comes to coaching is what are you doing to take care of your mindset? Do you have a plan? Yes, no, whatever. And typically they don't. And so we start there. It's like, let's talk about how you're taking care of your mind, your mindset, and then we can really start to grow and mm-hmm. flourish. So that's why your mindset matters because it, it literally is going to drive how your day goes, how your week goes, how your month, how your year. And you can have a really fulfilling life or kind of a crappy one, but it does start with your mindset.
0: Okay. Let me push a little into that. Cause <clears throat> mindset, it really covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And I, and the way you just said, it makes it sound a little bit. Um, I want to say simplistic and I don't be in, insulted by that. Uh, please. But I, I suspect you are getting at something that is really the heart of the matter. And it's not just positive, negative. It's more nuanced than that. Um, so so how, do we, how do we go dive into that? How do we even see what our mindset is?
1: Well, first off, thank you for saying it's simplistic because quite literally, if there's a superpower I possess, it's simple because this (laughs) world is already complicated enough. And so I love that you said that. And I appreciate (laughs) that actually Um, specific with you're right. It's not just positive. It's not just negative. We have to ask for feedback. So if you really want to know what you, how you show up in the world, don't look in the mirror. Ask some folks around you, how do I show up? And actually a common practice that I'll do at least on a quarterly basis is the five people that are really important to me are around me, or maybe I'll bring someone in that's new. Uh, I, I moved to Florida within the last year. So I have a lot of feedback and I'm willing to say, look, I, I want you to tell me the three ways that I can improve. Now, typically people aren't real comfortable with that. So I look, if you want to tell me some good things too, that's cool. But what I'm really looking for is how can I improve myself and not take uh, offense to it, not be defensive, but rather like sit there and, and and own it and say, mm-hmm. interesting, this is how I show up in the world. So if you really want to know where your mindset starts, and I do it with my kids, they, they are brutal. And I love that about oh, kids. My They're goodness, honest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if, Hey, you know, dad coaches you on these things about mindset and and seeing the world a certain way. Am I showing up that same way? And by the way, it's not always the case just because I know something, just because I coach on it, just because it's something I even write about. That doesn't mean I don't, I'm a human being. I make mistakes just like all of us. And so that Lori is where I would start is reach out for some real feedback to say, how am I showing up in the world? Or if you're not comfortable with that, Am I hitting the goals? Am I, am I really reaching my purpose? And if not, how come? Is it because I truly am not giving 100%? Do I truly not believe I can do it? And I have so many examples where professionals at, at the top of their game, mm-hmm. they still didn't fully believe it. And yes. until we got over that, that, that hump, that precipice, that mountaintop, they couldn't achieve their goals and dreams. So it literally starts with, how am I thinking? How do I believe that I can achieve whatever that goal is? And if you don't, cool, let's work on getting there.
0: And when you don't believe, because I deal with a lot of people, I work with a lot of people who have had self-doubt forever. Mm. Um, And whether it's self-doubt that I think I really can do it or whether it's, oh my gosh, I'm feeling overwhelmed by this big idea I've got. And how am I going to, how am I I've, I've received this idea. I've got this, I've got this goal. I've got this plan, but can I really do it? So getting feedback from others is a, is a brilliant thing that that I haven't really um, much mentioned in my life in my coaching or thought about. And I love that you, that you bring that in. And, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing that you, you might even offer whoever you ask some kind of, guideline or guidance or, you know, some way to, to help facilitate them giving you what you really need to, to hear.
1: Yeah. The three ways that, uh, how I'm showing up is what I always three is kind of the key for me. Mm -hmm. How are the three ways you feel I could improve the most so that I can be the best version of me so that I can, let's say I want to open my own business. I would go to five business owners Mm -hmm. and I'd say, look, this is what I want to do can you tell me three areas in my life that I could improve? Boom, boom, boom. And they will tell you. And by the way, most of it is going to be focused on your mindset. Yeah. Maybe it's a work ethic issue. Probably not. If you're going to try and open your own thing, that's probably not where they're going to go. But typically it starts with, do you truly believe you can do this? What does your business plan look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's say, I don't know, you stay up too late or you I indulge too much. Okay, maybe that's the feedback you get, but you have to be willing to hear it mm-hmm. and then say, okay, let's go ahead. Now the other part that you said, and this is so key, we tell our stories our ourselves stories about ourselves all the time. Right. That narrative can change today from it from yesterday, and certainly it'll change tomorrow if you choose. It is literally a choice. So instead of it being J.M.'s shy. Okay, I was shy for, let's say, 43 years. Well, on my 44th birthday, I could be the most outgoing human being in the world (laughs) if I choose. But it is a choice. Regardless of the stories or labels or whatever you've been told, you get to choose how you show up in the world. Once you can grasp that thought, you get to write your story however you want it to. However it's going to best serve you, serve the world. But look, you can buy into all the labels if you want. And if they serve you, do. But if they don't, shed them. Know that was a part of maybe how you showed up at at that age. But that doesn't mean that's your destiny for the rest of your life. And so then we get into all sorts of stuff like self-sabotage. And we get into, Mm -hmm. you know, things like uh, uh, I'm I'm failing. But, uh, oh, imposter syndrome. Oh, this is a big Mm -hmm. one. Where it's like, well, I can't be a writer. Why not? Well, I wasn't classically trained. Okay. You know how many writers are never trained at all? And, and so it's like, you just, you're picking and choosing these things. I can, I cannot. And again, if you believe you can't, you're right. A hundred percent.
0: And it also goes back to, to stories you've heard about yourself mm-hmm. and what we, we believe, or now maybe choose to not believe. Like, you know, the eighth grade teacher who said, actually, I have a client like this. She said, well, you really can't write. You're not a writer. Well, this particular person is now not only a a very successful published author, but she is teaching others how to write. Mm -hmm. She's teaching others how to publish. She's got a publishing empire. And it's so wonderful that, you know, you can trace back and say, well, that was an old story and it was a story perhaps I believed then. And now I can, I can make that shift. Well, that's
1: just somebody putting their own, projecting their own self-doubt onto you. Yes. So that, you know, and we, that story goes forever. Yeah. Look, our parents, some of the most amazing human beings in our life. My parents are incredible. Did they absolutely project their own fears and anxieties on their kids? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They did. As have I, as a parent, yes, yes. that is their job and their idea to protect you me starting a business and taking over as an entrepreneur scared the living heck out of my parents. <laughs> but it was my path. And so I chose not to, even though they were my decision makers at the time, they were everything to me. It's not, it's not their life. I'm going to lead it. So even though it, it's, it's scary for them, mm-hmm. for me, I had no other choice, but then to follow my dreams, follow my path. But so often, again, those closest around us, it's scary that I want to go do whatever it is. I want to go climb Mount Everest. Well, that sounds crazy to me. Cool. That's your story. My story is I'm going to go climb that mountain. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's so interesting when you sit back, how much our brains, our minds, they're, they're, they've been shaped and by people around us and their own fears and anxieties. But remember, those aren't yours. You get to choose.
0: So I'm curious. I'm curious, JM, how you moved Well, not only into this work, but um, what was it in you that allowed you to say, okay, mom and dad? I mean, you're probably not in these words, but okay, mom and dad, yeah, I see your picture for me, but it's not mine. How did you know what was yours to do in the world? No, that's a great question.
1: And I've never had it posed to me quite that way. uh, There's two very distinct conversations I've had with my parents where they vehemently disagreed with the choice I was about to make.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the first one was going to college. Uh, I had basically a full ride to, to do a sport I did not like to uh, any Pac-10, almost school at Pac-10 at the time, now it's Pac-12 mm-hmm. school. And, or I could go play basketball at a very small junior college in Eastern Montana that basically paid for books. Well, I chose B. Now, any parents sitting there, full ride, really accredited school, or kind of a podunk, smaller school, what in the world are you thinking? So I defied their thinking, and I, 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 they didn't agree with the decision. But you know what, Lori? It was the best choice I could have made for myself. And I think that reinforced some um, some really positive things to say, look, I understand I gave up full ride, blah, blah, blah. But I pursued my passion. Now, here's the crazier part. I had a knee surgery within a year after that, essentially ruining or kind of, it was my third knee surgery and kind of my basketball career was done. Mm-hmm. But I didn't look back and regret my decision. I chose not to have a regret and pursue my love of basketball. And and so I guess what it is, is you have to make your choice, your decision, And you own it good, bad, or indifferent. Like Mm -hmm. I choose not to live with regrets. I would have regretted had I not pursued basketball and went to go swim is what it was. Uh, I didn't love swimming. I knew that. But even if I was better at swimming and I wasn't, I hate to admit that, but it's true. I was a much better swimmer than basketball player. I didn't love it. So it it would have ended poorly that way. So knee surgeries doesn't matter. I got to then, Go study abroad and really shape, you know, a different, you know, life than perhaps what it would have been mm-hmm. had I gone swam and been miserable. So I think that's what started it for me. And then when I chose from being a corporate America right out of college to being an entrepreneur, that was uncomfortable for my parents again. And again, I can't imagine had I stayed in the corporate world, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, but that scared my parents. So I think those big choices. I, I followed my, my dreams. Sometimes I fe- fell on my face. Sometimes I went extremely well, but I got to own that either
0: way. And you got to do what I, what I call following your inner compass because you had the feeling and <clears throat> probably you may not even have understood what that feeling was, except I like this. I don't like this, but you had such a sensing about going to the quote unquote podunk school in Eastern Montana And and then you get to look back now and see, oh, these are all of the ways that I got to to move in my life that I might not have otherwise gotten to do. And I think that it behooves everyone. I want our listeners to hear this, to, you know, reflect back on the choices that you made that took you into a direction or took you in a direction that you wouldn't have gone without having made that decision, without having followed Your own heart or your own inner inner urging, because that inner urging is the first step to inner wisdom.
1: Well, I love that terminology, and you're right. The inner compass. You know, we know what we really want and desire. We we do know. Sometimes it's scary to even say it aloud, (laughs) right? So again, that's today. I have a much greater process where I'm going to meditate on. I'm going to journal. I'm going to put all these crazy thoughts down on paper. But the truth is, I know just like me starting Let's Go Win. Uh huh. This was not the, the easy path. This was not the like guaranteed path. This was my only path. Yeah. I am so passionate about what Let's Go Win stands for. And I had a very nice setup mm-hmm. and I loved what I did not as much as what I love for Let's Go Win. Mm. And every single day I get to jump out of bed and just love every single moment. That doesn't mean I'm succeeding. Heck, Let's Go Win has been an incredible tax write-off mm-hmm. for a couple of years.
0: <laughs> but you know yeah, what? No, but I, I had no, what other,
1: no other choice. You had no was other choice. It my calling.
0: Yeah, and, and that's it. When, when you have something that really is your calling, when you receive something, and this is these are my words for it, because I, I do see that we are, we are part of a great universal field, the field of creative intelligence. And so when there's something that comes to me that just is, is mine to do, just bottom line, it's mine to do. And I hear that's what you're saying about let's go win. It is yours to do. And, and so you do it. And it's not results be damned. Because of course we want to be successful, whatever that may mean. But success is probably more, how do I serve? How do I serve best? And how do I really follow through with what has been given to me as my mission? Does that make sense to you?
1: Totally makes sense. And and here's something I have to remind myself almost daily. The joy is in the journey. It is not in the destination. Now, Mm. if I look back at this. And I think back in my professional career, we'll just stay with that. Some of my most fond memories are when I didn't have two dimes to rub together, no idea how I was going to take care of the mortgage, the business, kid coming, like, and I loved it. It was scary, but it was some of the most absolutely enjoyable days of my life Mm -hmm. not making the seven figures and look i enjoyed that too that was cool too (laughs) the journey was far greater the pursuit was so much greater than the end destination because that's the other thing what is the destination until i'm six feet under i'm on a journey man and it's sometimes you're on top of the world and sometimes you're getting you know knocked to the canvas a little bit enjoy
0: Mm -hmm. that part too Exactly. And and maybe it's not, you know, maybe people hear that, hear you say that and say, well, how could I enjoy that? And it's not about enjoying it like, oh, I love this. I love being knocked to the mat. It's how am I going to make that next basket if I don't make a drive towards the basket?
1: Mm -hmm. And and the other thing I'll say to that is, have you ever perfected a game of of something? Let's say uh, something comes really easy to you. Let's say, I don't know, a, a, a card game that's really easy. If you won every single time, would you want to keep playing the game? <laughs> and the answer will inevitably no. Yeah. To, because after a while, even winning every single time, you're not being challenged. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why it's so enjoyable. We as human beings love challenges.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't necessarily, and, and so I have a saying for it. I'm like, embrace the suck. It It's sometimes you got to embrace it. Like you're learning so much more when, there's not things that aren't ideal, yeah. but that's our, ch- we are growing. That's your chance to learn something new mm-hmm. and be challenged. And so again, it's, but I have to remind myself too, by the way, when I'm getting, you know, uh, you know, when let's say you're spending more money on your business, than than it's coming in. It mm-hmm. doesn't always feel great, but I'll tell you what, I look back and it challenges you. And that's a lot of
0: fun. It is, it is. And, and even when the challenge doesn't feel like it's fun, We have to remember that because we're always moving forward, we're always elevating, we're always evolving, and and our purpose needs to evolve, our mission needs to evolve with us. It's got a life of its own, it's got an evolutionary process of its own. And so in order to stay current with that, we have to be moving into those places that are unknown you know, that is, and they aren't comfortable. The unknown is never comfortable and we can have fun with it because we can say, Oh yeah, I've been here before. I, I know how to navigate in the unknown and, or if I don't, I need to learn that.
1: Yeah, how do, how do you relate to that? Yeah, to getting, un- or, un- getting comfortable in the uncomfortable is so yes. important, right? You need to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, this is new. And this is the whole idea Carol Dweck nailed it with growth mind or the book mindset. I mean, she can't succinctly put it in my opinion any better than she did in that book. Look, you're not going to be great at something you just started typically unless you're just, you know, there are people that I guess were born to do something. That that happens. Mm-hmm. But if I'm learning, uh, let's say Spanish, I, I want to learn Spanish, I'm probably not going to be very good for maybe the first 90 days, 2 years. I don't know. But it's you're learning a new skill, and it will get better. And over time, if you put in the work, you stay, you know, enthusiastic or positive or passion, it will continue. It's when you start to let those little minds creep in that say, I can't. This isn't fun. And again, if you say it's not, guess what? You're right. But if you enjoy it and say, you know what? I love being challenged. Just changing it from being challenged to being hard. It's, it's such a, but I love being challenged. Mm -hmm. I can overcome a challenge. So.
0: So how do you help people or how do you guide people to, to making that shift?
1: So it does start with some really basic, uh, I, I, again, simple. I start with three things. Okay. Every single person, if you want to, you don't even need to write this down. It's very simple. Take care of your mind, your body, and your soul every single day. Look, If you were to try and follow my morning routine, it's substantial. And I think most people would be set up for failure. That's my choice, right? I just like doing the step one through a hundred. I do. It's just, (laughs) I enjoy it. And I keep adding to it because I want to get that much better. Mm -hmm. But to break it down simply with my clients, I'm like, look, we have three things to take care of every single day we got to take care of your mind. What are you doing for your mind? Are you reading? Are you playing uh, brain games? Are you, what are you doing to feed your mind, to educate yourself? Okay. Uh, and usually the answer is, I don't know, or I go on, I, so often I go on social media and I'm like, cool, but are you just scrolling or are you actively pursuing something? Uh-huh. Whatever the answer is, we figure that out. Taking care of the body. Everybody pretty much knows that, right? You, the body needs to move. In order for us to operate at our best, you have to move the body. Okay, cool. I think everybody can buy into that. The soul part, and when I hear you talk about the inner compass, and I hear you talk, you clearly, when it comes to energy, you understand this probably better than most. When it comes to taking care of your soul or your spirit, some people call it, and I don't care which way you go, but that part is so important to feed that. And I don't care if that means reading the Bible. Meditating is what it is for me. Some people it's taking walks on the beach. Some people it's fly fishing. I don't care what it is, but feed that soul part of you because that's when you can start to hear some of the inner dialogue you're talking about, that inner compass that you're talking about. Quiet that mind for a moment. And then it's like, wait a minute. I wasn't even thinking about this is my next step, Mm -hmm. but it came to me because I actually quieted the whole rest of the world around me and I heard what was really happening so yeah. that's how I help my clients. Okay. The most simplistic way I can say we start there. And then of course we build on it and each yeah. one is slightly different. Like if I'm helping a professional golfer, okay, cool. We need to add X to it. Mm-hmm. If you're an executive in business, uh, time is a crunch so we need to maneuver this way, but it's really basic tenants that they do every single day. Mm-hmm. And then they start to find, Oh, wait, JM intermittent fast. Why, why do you do that? And so we'll get into conversations like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. That's great to bring it down um, in that very simple way. And, and, and yet it's simple sounding, but you just packed a lot of punch into those, you know, those three places. And I, you know, I, it is true. What I teach more than anything is that third aspect and how do we get quiet and the absolute value of getting quiet. So we not only, you know, know that that great idea, but we know each step of how to manifest it, of how to actualize what we got as inspiration.
1: Isn't that interesting? If, if you don't, if you have a question or you don't know where to go, Mm -hmm. so often people will just, I got to like get crazy busy and do no, slow down just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, the answers are there, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But you have to just stop. And and again, just what's actually happening? What am I trying to accomplish? Ask some questions and the answers will appear. And if you can't find them, then go seek them out. Mm-hmm. There's typically one thing you said early. History won't necessarily fix today's problems. I, I agree with that. However, people have probably whatever you're trying to accomplish they may have stubbed their toe along the way, or maybe they learned, hey, here's a great resource. And if you just ask, yeah. some of my greatest relationships in the world today started from me saying, I'm so impressed with what you do, Lori. Can you tell me what your story was? And Lori tells me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could learn from that.
0: Hmm.
1: And they can help me. So if that, w- And so just asking those questions yes. so often, take your ego out of it. Asking questions means you're probably the smartest person in that room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's such good advice. And, you know, people forget or they feel if they're at the top of their game, they shouldn't ask or they should know, Mm. you know, and, and and the willingness to not know is key to being able to innovate. You know, we cannot innovate. We cannot go into what, um, what might be a whole new realm, a whole new direction, without that place of not knowing and being curious, being interested enough to ask the questions. That's
1: yeah, so true. I mean, we're watching people do that today. It's the smartest leaders in the world. Mm-hmm. They're asking others how they can get better. How yeah. did you do that? And then they tweak it. We all have our different take on it. So you get that, that feedback or that, that uh, you know, advice and then mm-hmm. you just make it your own.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you, you talk about um, how we how someone can differentiate themselves. So you're in the marketplace. Um, how do you differentiate yourself from everyone else out there? And I love that you talk about this. So I really want to hear uh, what you would share with our listeners.
1: Not to make it too simple, but <laughs> 100% if you want to do it today, do what you say you're going to do period. So often I see people they 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 overpromise and then they underdeliver. Go the other way. If you underpromise and overdeliver, never once have I had a client be upset with that. So if I say, "Hey, Lori, you know, we're going to be in touch uh every couple weeks, okay? That's that's our relationship." And then I call Lori once a week or or I make sure to check in more frequently. She's going to be fired up. But if I say, "Hey, Lori, Uh, we're going to, I'm going to text you every, every single day. And then I don't text her for a week. And then that continues to happen. But this is happening at a rabid pace around the world right now. And I don't know why, I don't know where it started, but people have chosen to tell people something they, they think they want to hear and then they don't come through with it. And, and so a small thing to do is just, just change the outcome perhaps and set yourself up for success. And, and so often also, whether you're in retail or if you're in uh, you know, sales or whatever you are in, that simple change of terminology where you can under promise and then over deliver, I've never one time had a client, uh, 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 my child ever be disappointed. But if I go the other way and I'm like, so my son may say, hey dad, can we go fishing tonight? And I say, yeah, 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 sure. And then I don't take him. Well, now how how much is my word worth? But if I say, you know what, Trey, I'm not sure if I can go take you fishing tonight, maybe in the next five days. And then I take him tonight or the next day. Mm -hmm. He's elated. Dad came through way before he said he was going to. But I, I promise you as a parent and I, it happens. Yeah, Trey, I'll take you. No problem. Just trying to get him to be like, stop. I can't go fishing. Instead of just being honest and say, nope, that's not happening, but here's a window and then over uh, deliver form.
0: Yeah, that's that's wonderful. As a parent, it's really wonderful as a as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, because we do know how often that happens. And And it's interesting. I hadn't thought about the fact that you just brought out or the point you just brought out that that's happening more and more, that under delivery kind of issue.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting, Lord, because, you know, so often millennials get hit with this bad. I don't think that's what it is. I really don't. I think culturally some somewhere along the way it goes, it spans generations. So I think if we can just kind of hold one another accountable to our word and say, you know, this is what you said you're going to do how come you weren't able to accomplish it? I ask that question all the time. And it's not even a judgment towards them. I, I honestly want to know instead of getting the emotions fired up, just and can I ask you why you weren't able to do whatever you said you were going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a sick mother at home. That totally changes my perspective, right? Versus I could be very angry and be like, they didn't care enough about me. Well, no, the truth is something else probably happened. Mm-hmm. Let me seek out a little bit and yeah. see what's really going on. And then they know, hey, they are paying attention to me A as a person. We're connecting now far greater than if I'm just judging and they know for the next time, hey, I may have a sick mom at home, but let me at least let them know I'm not going to hit my deadline because of X.
0: Right. Right. So you're both teaching and being curious enough to reach out. I mean, I try to, I, that's my
1: hope. Right. And yeah. trust me, the emotions come. Like if somebody says they're going to do something, they don't, you want to label them like, Oh, they're lazy. They're bums or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, that's probably not the case. They're probably just something more going on. Yeah. And I want to know what, what's really going on. You know what? I just screwed up. I, that's mm-hmm. cool. I've screwed up before. No problem.
0: Yeah. 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 Let's let's have a communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we never know what's going on in someone else's life.
1: So true. I have to remind myself driving down the freeway all the time when the slow drivers are in the fast lane, because I immediately go, Oh, they're, but the truth is they probably just, they, they, something's going on. They're thinking about something else. They're not thinking I want to slow JM down. That's not what they're thinking. It's, you know what I'm saying? And that's our ego that we have to check.
0: Yeah. I find that I remind my husband all the time as you know, he's driving and I'm going, no, that's really not what's going on. They're not out to get you, you know, when one way or another. And then I heard my daughter kind of reminding me of the same thing, mm. not in terms of driving. Um, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was a situation that I felt like, oh, they didn't tell me the truth. Now that may have been happening, but she piped in with, and she's an adult, but she's been around me for you know her whole life. And she said, well, you know, mom, that might not be it at all. It might be just simply that they saw it a different way or they had other something else going on. And it was like, Oh, right. You know, and when your kids feed that back to you, it sounds like your kids are too young perhaps to do that. I don't know.
1: Uh (laughs) Oh, no, Lori, I'll tell you, they, uh, they feed it back to me. And again, that's where I have to receive that feedback because yeah. it's things I've coached them on. Just like you've coached your daughter, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We forget or, or we're human. And so oh. uh, again, it's so funny. Cause I chuckle every time I'm like, yep, that's a good one. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oops. oops. And I, hey, I, and I, I think and I, that oops in the, for a moment, my te- one of my teachers used to say for a moment, I forgot who I am. Mm-hmm. Meaning if I, when I really connected with that full big picture of who I am, there's joy, there's flow, there's ease. And then the self doubt might come in or judgment of myself or of someone else. And that is just me forgetting who I am.
1: I I mean, it's a brilliant way to put it. So often it's emotions because they happen even faster than that. I snapped as fast as I can snap. Emotions happen that much faster. And so this is literally why I meditate. And this isn't a question you asked, but this is literally why I meditate because emotions happen. I cannot stop an emotion. Mm -hmm. However, I can choose to respond and not react. That is quite literally the purpose of why I started meditating and why I do it every single day is because I want to show up as the best version of myself at all times. Mm -hmm. But if emotionally, if I... Re- reacted all the time, I promise you, it's not, the stuff going on sometimes in my head is not always great, mm-hmm. but I have the chance to stop and think, wait a minute, how do I want to show up now? What do I really think mm-hmm. is going on here? And because of being able to slow down, the joy is in there, the, all these other emotions, but in the moment, that visceral reaction, it's typically not how you really feel. It just came to. Yeah. And it's all so- matters it's i'm sorry it's old patterns oh so yes exactly right
0: and we don't need to you know i used to be a psychotherapist so this sounds like uh, blasphemy for that realm or that world but you don't have to process every emotion you know you can you can recognize and and i love that you use meditation in this way as a meditation teacher that it to give you space to recognize oh That's just an old pattern. It's not, it's not the truth. It's not even, it's not how I want to show up. It's not who I really am. It may not even be what I really think right now. It's just that trigger that uh, came up in the moment.
1: See, and I love the word trigger because that's exactly right. Now, to offset that negative trigger, now again, we'll go back to the traffic. Let's say I'm driving. The trigger is guy cuts, guy or gal cuts me off. Well, one of my most positive triggers, I I do it all the time, I turn on music. The moment, if I don't have music going, because that's a positive trigger for me. Ah. And immediately I have a rush of positive emotions. So you can use triggers both ways and and realize like, hey, this is a negative trigger. What's a positive one I can offset with?
0: Oh, that's that's a great way. I I don't use trigger in that way. So Mm -hmm. I love that you've just uh, reframed that.
1: I, I, it's again, simply, I, I don't know that it's proper terminology, but for Doesn't me, matter. it's, it's just what works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're looking for what works, what works at oh. the moment, what works to shift, what could have been a, uh, a very old furrowed path, <laughs>
1: Well, you know, when I work with uh, especially the professional golfers, because they have to learn how to control their emotions, Mm -hmm. it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And I talk about this all the time. I'm like, yes, that is a trigger for you. Let's find one that we can perhaps offset. Mm -hmm. And it is something that we actively seek for, because, again, those emotions typically aren't going to support what they're trying to do on that golf course. So we have to be able to recognize, and I love that word, recognize what's happening. Give ourselves a moment to either process through it, or let's go ahead and try a different trigger to offset it.
0: What are some of the other um, things that you suggest or find with people to use as those positive triggers?
1: So uh, box breathing is a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that quite often. Uh, just, four, it's four, a,
0: four, four. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, and actually I'll hold six sometimes just, it depends what I'm, what I want to do that, that moment. Uh, music, of course, singing, dancing. I mean, I, I, I can't dance and not smile. It's right. physically impossible for me. So Mm -hmm. I literally dancing has always been something that has been important. So let's say I have to go do a chore and a trigger for me. Oh, I got to go do the dishes. I don't love doing the dishes. Not something I love to do. I love to dance. So why don't I dance while doing the dishes? Next thing, you know, I'm having a great time. The dishes are done. I'm still dancing, but it's like the most simple, basic thing. And I'll just throw in the headphones, put on some music, the chores done and then not only do I feel better than I did before doing the chore, that's what's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It kind of forces me to do something that I love so much. And so that would be another example, reading, writing. Um, You know, I have various triggers for myself, but everybody's so different. So, uh, you know, if you need to go for a run, cool. Just if you have the ability to do that, Mm -hmm. if you need to count backwards from 10, cool. That works for some people everybody has a different way and it is a bit of a trial and error to figure out what Mm kind of pushes your buttons good or bad.
0: I love that because it, it not only works for you, but here, here's my thing is that it it goes out. That's what goes out into the field is that instead of you grumbling and being pissy, (laughs) that very professional word uh, about something that you, you, change it totally. And you're having a good time. You're feeling joyful. And that's what goes out into the field of your family um, and really into the world at large. And there's, a, there's so much negative stuff out in the world that it behooves us to see how can we shift that? How can we be in a place that feeds this, the, um, the side that we want to feed?
1: Well, and you, you could do this all the time, especially if you're, in a conversation where let's say some people are talking about somebody let's say it's gossip you can quickly change a conversation without people ever knowing they're talking about a person or a thing and you can say hey did you guys blah 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 and immediately shift their all their attention all this negative energy towards something positive and I promise you, I do this frequently because I don't like to gossip. I, If I want to say something to someone, I would like to tell them myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'd never want to get caught in that position. But I don't want to just leave uh, an area of, let's say, friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to judge them either. So something, uh, something you can do is just something that's kind of provocative and profound. Be like, hey, did you guys see this? And something that they can talk about that totally shifts the whole energy, the whole thought pattern, and now they're talking about this and they, they've forgotten that they're talking about Joe or Susie mm-hmm. or whatever they were talking about. I, in fact, Saturday night, it, it started down COVID and the blah, blah, blah. And I was just, I was kind of done talking about COVID at that time. So I was like, you know what? Uh, and I don't recall exact, but I was like, what did you guys think of um, it was a sporting event and all of the, they were all guys, and immediate. Oh my gosh, football! Blah blah blah. And it was like we went from something kind of negative, kind of you could mm-hmm. feel the there were some disagreements going on. It wasn't going anywhere positive. To oh, we all love football, and and that's where we went.
0: Thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, because you know gossip becomes that energy of agreement, mm-hmm. and it, it's it, agreement is you know in that way is um, never fun. It's never productive. And it's certainly not positive. And so, you know, your willingness to notice it, you know, and to be aware and to say, ah, nope, there's a different path here. Let's let's see how we can play with this.
1: So, Because well, yeah, in the moment, I, I didn't go hang out with those guys to not be in a great mood. I, I went to right. go, you know, bond and be with these guys to have a great evening. Mm-hmm. So we get to dictate that narrative too. It's a choice. It's, it's literally a choice. So anyway.
0: So I have, I have one more thing I want to ask Cause I mean, I, we could keep going for a long time. I have a feeling, um, <laughs> and, but it's something I want you to speak to, um, which is, hmm, what's one basic thing we could do, or you could suggest to our listeners to do to really change their life right now. Mm.
1: I mean, gosh, I, meditation is so important. Uh, but you know, writing, and I know people are probably tired of hearing about journaling, but it is the best free, free form of therapy in the world. <laughs> the paper costs, I don't know, a couple cents. Uh, the pen costs a couple cents. Never have I had paper come back and judge me. I've never had paper say, J.M., you're crazy. It's never happened. I And I've written some crazy things down on that paper, I promise you. Uh just the ability to write down what's actually happening, good, bad, or indifferent. I've discovered some of my m- most profound things that have happened in business through writing things out. And I'll give you an example. Uh, Let's go when, actually, I wrote about when I was 20 years old. And the reason I know, I, I, I was cleaning out the garage when we were moving to Florida. And I came upon this box and Lisa, my wife was like, Hey, we got to get rid of some stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm leafing through this binder and I open up to a page and I see almost identical, the logo I have today. And let's go win. Now I had forgotten, or at least I had put it in my subconscious. So this thing has been marinating for almost 20 years where I'm thinking about this idea But I had written about it and it was a good idea. I just forgot to maybe implement or maybe it just wasn't the time. Either way, I had put it down and I had put some substantial thought into it and then forgot about it. You know, I was being an athlete or maybe I was studying abroad at that time. I I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I had other stuff going on in my life. I wasn't starting Let's Go Win. It wasn't the time. But I had the ability to get it out and on paper. And so frequently I will tell people, just just sit down with your thoughts and know that no one's going to judge this unless you allow someone else to read it. That's your choice. But if you don't want, just write. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so frequently I have been able to help somebody just say, you know what, I was so angry at X. And then when you say it aloud, and especially if you write it out, you're like, eh, wasn't that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you know what? I really wanted to pursue this. This was the idea. So often I wake up and my wife's like, Oh, you were tossing a turn and what's going on in that brain. And I'll be like, let me go write about it first before I tell you, because Mm -hmm. it could be the worst idea ever. And, and, but that is the one thing that I think people could take advantage of. And and it doesn't matter uh, what your economic status is. Everyone can find pen and paper, and you can just write. Yeah. I think that for me is the best advice I could give. Um, but I know that's a popular one, but I love it. And I it's something I use.
0: Advice. You've put your own twist onto it. I don't know if twist is the right word, but you've put your own cast on it, Jam. And, and um, I, I really appreciate what you're saying about, and about your 20 year idea. Mm. Cause timing is so essential and, it wasn't the right time to do it then. And, and I love how it's come back around and here, you're bringing it out in today's time with today's frequency and, and in its, its current iteration. And, and, uh, and that is so, so magnificent. So there's three things I want to do as we're closing. I want you to tell people how people can, can reach you. And, but before you do that, um, I two personal questions. Mm. They're, they're not really personal, but so where did you study abroad?
1: Uh, Honegan, uh that's in the Netherlands. And sorry for those Dutch. If no, my, my, my daughter good.
0: studied in, in, uh, in high school. She spent a year in the Netherlands I'll be doing darn. study abroad.
1: Wow. Amazing. The Dutch are amazing human yes. beings. I love the country. It's, it was fantastic.
0: Uh, that, that, I, I knew for some reason I needed to ask you so that, and the other is what was your um, basketball? What
1: position did you play? I was a two guard. So I'm six, five. I've definitely put on a, a you know, 20, 30, 40, ah, shoot, maybe 40 pounds since then. But, you know, I, I w- people look at me and they think I'm tall. I was a Not six, five content. shooting I, in basketball. I wasn't that tall. Right. Um. But yeah, that, I, that, that's what I played.
0: Okay. That was just personal to me. I wanted to know those things. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they can reach me. You know, I, I know in the introduction, it said Transcendent life podcast. That's my fault. That was what it was called. I've since changed that to let's go win podcast. Okay. Um, so I'll change that in the show notes. Oh, cool. That would be awesome. So you can definitely check that out. Uh, a lot of really fun stories. Eventually I, I'm hoping I can get Lori reciprocally on there guys. So you'll hear her again. Oh, I'd love it. And, that. And then let's go win 365 on any of the social media platforms. And here's what I would say. I love to hear from people that whether you loved what I had to say, hated what I had to say, I really, I like to connect with human beings and have conversations. So uh, those would be the best places. And, and I'd love to hear from any of your audience members.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you, J.M. Ryerson for not only being a great guest, but for, you know, your willingness to sometimes shift things on on its head and, uh, and tell it, tell it, tell the truth from your experience and your heart and, um, and for sharing really practical, useful, here's what we can do kinds of uh, advice and input. Well, thank you for
1: having me. You made it easy. Look, you ask great questions and have great conversations. So it's real easy to do with someone like you. So thank you for how you show up in the world and what you're doing for your audience and so many more. So I, I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you again. And, uh, and remember, you can go find JM at letsgowin.com. Let's go Very simple. No need to even spell anything. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners for being with us here today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, insight, and illumination. And remember, you can find us on your favorite places to listen to podcasts You can probably find um, Let's Go Win podcast there as well, wherever that might be. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please do leave us a review because that helps more people find this kind of information and wisdom and from from there to transform the world because that's what we're after. And for more about fast tracking your ideas from inspiration and creation to revenue, Find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com, and that's B-A-C-A. I do need to spell that out. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator styles so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.